Amen. Gloria a Dios. Praise God. Amen. How many of you are thankful for you know having another opportunity to be here in God's house, praising Him with everybody? You know, it's I think it's been a while since since we've been able to get close together and just worship God together, right? So, um, I'm just grateful that God has given me this opportunity to be able to you know give His word. I'm nervous. It's been a while. <laughs> but uh, I hope that this word is a blessing to y'all's lives just as it was for me. It's a calling for God to us. Um, if y'all can turn y'all's Bibles to 2 Corinthians 5.17. Oh, wait. Todos entienden inglés? Yeah. Got it. Five seventeen. Second Corinthians five seventeen. And I, I kind of before we, we go into the word, um, it's it's kind of it's kind of been touching my life this word because uh, I started a new job about two months ago, right before the whole quarantine happened. Um, I'm working in a company as an electrician, and it's a blessing. It's been a blessing to my life, but also it's like being around all these people that are, you know, they're older men that are working, but talking about sin so freely, and you know, things that as human beings we would normally want to do, right? Um, doing all these things that for the flesh it seems normal, for the world it seems normal. But I put myself in a position where it's like, am I set apart from them or am I doing the same thing as them? Is there something in my life that sets me apart from, from sinners or, or am I the exact same way? Is there no differentiation or any difference from me and them, right? As a follower of Christ, uh, and I was, I was just praying to God, like, God, um, how do you want me to be when I'm around these people? Um, what, what am I supposed to do, right? Or like, how am I supposed to live a Christian life, in a way, right? So, let's, let's go into the word. Um, 2 Corinthians 5.17. It says this, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, behold, the new has come. Um, let's pray for a minute. Heavenly Father, we come unto you, Lord. Thanking you for this moment that you've given us, for this opportunity to be in your house, Father, learning of your word, Father, praising you. We thank you for your good, Lord, and I ask that you please be speaking through me, Father, that you be putting your word in me, Father, so that we can, I can speak to the hearts of your people, Father, that you can speak to my life, Father, that you can show us something with your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, a lot of the times we say, um, we think Christianity, right? Uh, when I'm a Christian, I'm saved, I make that prayer, right? Uh, I accept you, Lord, as my Lord and Savior, and that's it. Now I'm going to heaven, right? We have it made. But it's much deeper than that. Christianity is not just saying a prayer and good. When we look in... That's Christ doesn't call us for that. Christ calls us for, for a Christian living, a way of life. 
Not just the prayer that we say, not just the thing that we believe, but the way that we act, the way that we live, right? So when I was, you know, at work every day, um, I, I just asked God, what? God, please let me be a testimony of, your, of, of you. Because a lot of the times, you know, they say stuff and it's funny. And I'm like, man, I'm not supposed to be laughing at this, but I'm laughing. And I'm like, God, don't let me laugh. <laughs> like, that's not okay. Like, it's sin and it's not funny. <laughs> but, but at times, you know, it's just your flesh, it goes and like, and it's, it's something that I've been struggling with, right? And I'm like, God, how can I be more like you want me to be? How can I serve you better? How can I be an example to the others of the way that you want us to be living? Right? So we, we see this and it says that if anybody is in Christ, it's a new creation, right? It, does it say it's like a fixed creation, like a restored creation? Is that what it says? No, it says we're made new. A complete new, new mold, a complete new person is built, right? It's no longer the same person we were, except we just kind of like um, jerry-rig some little things, you know, that weren't right. We, yeah, fix this, fix that. No, that's not what it says. It says we are made new, right? Then can we go to Isaiah 1, uh, 11? We're going to read from 11 through 20. It's kind of a long passage. So Isaiah is a prophet of God, right? Speaking to the people of God, God's people. He's not speaking to the Gentiles. He's speaking to God's people. At the time, it was just the Jews, right? And he's speaking to the chosen people of God, which were the Jews, right? Right now, how many of y'all believe that you were chosen people of God? Okay, when I call myself a Christian, it means I'm a follower of God. I'm a chosen person of God. I'm part of God's people now. How many of y'all believe that you're part of God's people now? Amen. So that's a lot of us, right? So right here, Isaiah's not just talking to the people back there, but he's talking to us, right? He's talking to us directly. So Isaiah 1, verse 11 through 20. Um, so here we go. What to me is a multitude of your sacrifices. This is, says the Lord. I have had enough of burnt offerings of rams and the fat of well-fed beasts. I do not delight in the blood of bulls or of lambs or of goats. When you come to appear before me, who has required of you this trampling of my courts? Bring no more, no more vain offerings. Incest is an abomination to me. New moon and Sabbath and the calling of convocations I cannot endure. Iniquity and solemn assembly. Your new my soul hates. They have become a burden to me. I am weary of bearing them. When you spread out your hands, I will hide my eyes. Now whenever you call on to me, I will hide. Right? What does it say? When you spread your hands, when you reach out to me, I will hide my eyes from you. Even though you make many prayers, I will not listen. And your hands are full of blood. Wash yourselves. Make yourselves clean. Remove the evil of your deeds from before my eyes, cease to do evil, learn to do good, seek justice, correct oppression, bring justice to the father, fatherless, plead to the widow's cause. Come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. Through your sin, though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Right? So right now, it's kind of like the Jesus Christ promised for us, right? Jesus died, he, he, he resurrected. So now through him, we can die in our flesh and we can resurrect in spirit and become clean, right? Our sins were like scarlet, red. They were dirty, disgusting. But God says that he'll clean them as white as snow, right? Though the, they're red like crimson, they shall become like wool. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat of the good land. 
hear what God says to us. If you are, what does it say? If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat of the good of the land. Willing and obedient. I, th I think that's one of the most things that is difficult for us. Because we live in a world full of sin, right? And sometimes that sin to our flesh, it seems appealing. It seems like something we want to do. Right? Everybody's having sex before marriage. Let's have sex before marriage. Why wait? Right? Let's enjoy it now. Right? Um, everybody's stealing, you know, all these things that are happening in the world right now. It seems appealing to some people, right? Oh, bro, they're breaking into stores. Let's go break into, like, a fancy store, get the thing that I wanted for free. You know, I had to pay a bunch of money. Why not get it for free? Right? It's things that the flesh wants to do, but, but it's not something that God calls us to do. Right? Um, everybody's smoking drugs. They're feeling good. Why not do it? Right? Everybody's drinking alcohol, getting drunk, having a good time. Why not do it? Everybody's going to the club, partying, dancing. Why not do it? Everybody's going to the strip club. Why not do it? Right? That's the flesh. That's the world. But God is speaking to his people. Right? And it says, um, if you are willing and obedient, you shall eat of the good of the land. So it's, it's, not, it's not calling us to, to do it, you know, and then, um, or to, to, be, to be clean. And, and then um, nothing's going to happen. It, it comes with, the, with something that God is going to give us, right? It says, you shall eat of the good of the land. And then it says, but if you refuse and rebel, you shall be eaten by the sword, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. So there's a consequence if we don't do these things, right? serve him, whether we want to be willing and obedient or whether we want to ignore that, rebel against him, and do what we want. However, there's consequences for both things, right? If we do what God wants us to do, if we live this clean life, this, this life willing and obedient towards God, then we're going to eat of the good of the land. But yet, if we choose to rebel and do those things, then the cause of that, what, what that's going to cause is we're going to be eaten by the sword, right? It's not something good, not something pleasing, not something somebody wants. Um... And, and you know, like, at the beginning, he's all like, um, you, you sacrifice to me, you do all these things, and I don't like it anymore. Who was the one that told them that they needed to sacrifice? You know, who, who was it? Who told them that they needed to sacrifice? Make sacrifices. God, right? It was God. Now and today, God tells us, come worship, right? And we come worship. And what do we do before worship? We're sinning. We're thinking about other stuff. We have our mind set on other things. Then we worship. We kind of transform into, okay, worship mode. And then we, we worship, we praise. And then that's over. And then I get out of worship mode, back to our normal sinning selves, right? There's no change. There's nothing that's authentic in us, at least in me. I'm not talking for everybody. I'm saying like what, what God has spoken to me, right? There's, there's something that is not being genuine. We're, we're just doing it. We're, we're kind of just transforming into that. Oh, they want me to do it. I need to do it so they can see me. They want, they want me to do it. Or, uh, yeah, it's just, you know, it's time for doing this. We serve in whatever way we may have to do it. But we're not doing it for the love of God. We're not doing it to please God. We're doing it to please ourselves. We're doing it for other things. And God is telling us, at the moment they were sacrificing, right? Sacrifices were what God asked for. And they were doing what God wanted. But they weren't doing it genuinely. They weren't repenting from their sins. They weren't trying to change. They weren't trying to please God. They were trying to please themselves, feel good about themselves. Say, oh, I did it, so now I'm good with God, right? Clean start, start all over. It's kind of like people that go to church on Sunday, and they're like, okay, I'm here at church on Sunday. I have a clean sheet. Now I can do as I please, and the next Sunday I'll come, and I'll repent again, and I'll start another clean sheet. But no, God, tell us, God tells us it's 
a way of living, right? A way of living every single day. So now if we can go to Romans 12, verses 1 through 2. Four Corinthians. And this one. After Acts. And now this is Paul speaking to the people, right? Paul is, is an apostle of Christ. Um, he he was chosen by God. He used to, do, do you know what Paul used to be before he was Paul? He was Saul of Tarsus. He was feared by Christians. He was feared by the followers of Christ, right? He used to persecute them. He got people killed. Um, that's what he did. He, he thought that Christians were not true followers of God. He thought he was doing the right thing. But in reality, he was, he was persecuting Christ, right? So then Christ comes unto him one day that he's, he's traveling in the desert, like a bright light, and he blinds him. And he tells him, Paul, why do you persecute me? And he says, Lord, who are you? And it's, he says, it's me, it's Jesus. And like, why are you persecuting me? Right? So then from there, God gives him a calling. From being this broken man that is persecuting God's own people. God, the thing that he thought he was doing right, he was doing the complete opposite. He was, he was stomping on it. He was doing the things that were not appealing to God. Right? He, was, he was persecuting Christ. But yet Christ, seeing the potential that he had, seeing what he could do with him, he, he, he picks him up out of the deepest thing. right? And then now, 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 it's, now after that, God uses Paul to write almost... I think, if not more than half of the New Testament. That same guy that was persecuting God's people, God is using now to write to... It's something that we have today, right? He goes to jail many times, not for wrong things, but for good things. He, he serves God. They tell him to stop serving God. He keeps serving God, so like, they lock him up. He gets out of jail. He, he's in jail. He's still writing letters, right? There's several of, of the books in the New Testament that are letters that Paul wrote to ch different churches, Speaking to them, even though he was in jail, he gets out of jail. He keeps doing it. He gets they lock him up again. And he keeps doing it. He he he's not afraid of what he's not immune to. Right? Even though he's the father of Christ, he still gets locked up. So let's go, what did I say? Romans 12, 1 through 2. Um, and it says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Um, it's calling us to live, be living sacrifices, right? Because to our flesh, it's a sacrifice not to do certain things that we want to do, right? It's a sacrifice to not sin because our flesh wants to sin, right? And we're, we're always going to be tempted. We're always going to fail as long as we have these corrupted bodies, right? As long as I'm flesh, I'm still going to have things that my flesh wants. There's, there's still going to be those, those wants, that temptation. We're not gonna, it's not going to change until I get a glorified body, right? So, so he's telling us to be as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, which is our holy worship to God. 
Do not be conformed to this world. A lot of times, what do we do? We like to be, say, oh yeah, you know, uh, I was going to do this, but now nah, everybody's doing it. Right? We just conform to the things that are going on around us by the things that people around us are doing. Right? We look at other Christians and we follow them. Which God tells us, do not follow men. Right? We see Christians, we see friends that are Christians, and we're like, he's doing it, I might as well just do it. Right? He's sinning, why shouldn't I? He's giving in to the flesh, why shouldn't I? And that's not what God calls us to do. He says, look at me, only look at Christ. Right? Follow, um, in some ways, uh, in some ways, uh, there's, there's this passage where Paul says, be imitators of me as I am imitator of Christ. Right? So we should always try to imitate Christ, not imitate one another. I have failures. I have things that are wrong in my life. I'm not perfect. Do not follow me. I don't know if anybody in here thinks they're perfect, but you're not. Sorry to tell you. <laughs> my bad. You're not perfect. None of us are perfect. But one thing the Bible does call us to do is, let's go real quick to... Um, well, actually, before we go into that, let's go to 1 Thessalonians 4.1. 1 Thessalonians is after Colossians, which is after Galatians and all that good stuff. So 1 Thessalonians 4.1. And this is... Yeah, do I have it? says, finally then, brothers, we ask and urge you in the Lord Jesus that as you receive from us how you ought to walk and to please God, just as you are doing, that you do more and more. For you know that the instructions we gave you through the Lord Jesus Christ, for this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you abstain from sexual immorality to each one of you, know how to control his own body in holiness and honor, not in the passion of lust like the Gentiles who do not know God. So whenever we give in to lust, when we give in to sexual immorality, right, as it's telling us here, who, who are the people that usually do that? That it spoke in God's word. Who was it? The Gentiles, right? It says, do not be like this, for this is what the Gentiles do. Who are the Gentiles, do you know? Big word. Huh? Yeah, the world, right? The people that do not know God. Those are the Gentiles. People that do not know God. Or they refuse God. People that do not follow Christ. Those are Gentiles. Right? So when we do things as such, then we're not being imitators of Christ, but we're being imitators of the world. We're being like the world. That's not what God calls us to be, right? So, um, I want to get to this, because I know right now it sounds like, man, I have to change everything, bro, out of my life. I can't keep anything the same. You want me to be a completely new person? And in a way, yes. But it's not you that's making the change in you, but it's Christ that's making that change in you. And whenever we let God make that change in you, we make something authentic. And sometimes we say, you know, I don't want to follow God because if I follow God, then I can't do this. I can't do this other stuff. And I like to do those things. Right? Uh, if, I, if I do it, then, uh, I, you know, I can't watch pornography because then I feel bad. Or I can't, I can't do certain things that we, we do as, as of now, which are not right, right? Which are immoral, which are against what God calls us, right? And then, um, but if you really look into the world, why they do certain things. Like, why do people drink? Why do they get drunk? You know, a lot of times it's because they felt 
some pain. They want to get over it. They've been feeling bad all the week long. They want to have some time of fun. They want to feel good for once. Why do people get high? Same thing. They, they, they're sad. They're, they're, they're in pain. Their parents don't love them or they feel rejected. So they do drugs. They do certain things to feel accepted, to have a good time for a moment. Right? In Christ, whenever we're in Christ, we don't need those things. Because we feel loved by God at all times. We feel the love from our, our Christ-like family that surrounds us, right? We don't longer need to feel those little people um let me see where it was if we can go to first thessalonians 5 um 11 through 15 so it says therefore encourage one another and build one another up just as you were doing we ask you brothers to respect those who labor among you in our over you in the Lord and admonish you and to esteem them very highly in love because of their work be at peace amongst yourselves and we urge you brothers admonish the idle encourage the faint hearted help the weak help the weak be patient with them all see that no one repays anyone evil for evil but always seek to, go to do good to one another and to everyone rejoice always pray without ceasing Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in, Jesus, in Christ Jesus for you. So God is telling us right there to help one another, right? We, some, we see somebody doing good. They're, they're, they're serving God. Don't throw them down and be like, ah, man, he's just doing it. Yeah. But he says to have them appraise them, to respect them. To have them in a position to where you're like, good job. And it says if you see somebody that's idle, that's not doing anything with their spiritual life, that's not following right. Christ, right? right, To help them, to be patient with them. To those that are faint, that are weak, you know, that are stumbling. They're walking and they're trying, but you see them stumbling in the, and, and, you, and you see them falling at all times. And, and they mess up here and then, like, hey, bro, you did this. And then, oh, man. And then sometimes we get like upset. We're like, oh, man, here he comes again. But the Bible tells us to be patient, right? Be patient with them all. And this is what, what God is calling us to be, to be a body in Christ, right? You know, we as a people, we're the church, and we're also the body of Christ. Christ being our head. So we can't, if, if, if something feels wrong, right? Whenever you feel like pain in your hand, you break your hand. You still going to do things normally? No, because your hand's messed up, right? You can't do things normally, your hand's messed up. You got to fix that first, right? Once you fix your hand, then you can start doing things again. But, but us as people, as Christians now, we don't think about each other. We only think about ourselves. How am I feeling? Am I good? If I'm good with Christ, that's okay. That's Him and God. That's between Him and God. Alright, but God tells us complete opposite right here. He says to help one another, to admonish one another, to 
help those that are idle, those that are faint-hearted. Raise them up. Right? We see somebody struggling, don't just be like, oh man, he needs to fix his life with God. That's not the right thing to do. That's not what God is calling us to do. But instead to help them. Um, you know, a lot of the times, I, I know I've done this myself. I, I don't know about anybody else. And that's, it's not okay. But there's somebody that was right with God. You know, they're up here. They're serving God. And then out of nowhere, boom, they fall, right? And then they start doing bad. They go back into the world. And instead of being like, hey, brother, are you okay? Do you need prayer? Do you need help? You know, spending time with them. What do we do? We start late. Man, I knew he was just doing it for himself. Man, and we start stomping on them, right? They're on the floor trying to get up, and we're stomping on them. Bring them back down. They're, they're over here trying to do good, or, or like they're messed up. They just fell. And instead of helping them back up, we raise them back down. It's like you had a broken hand, and, and it's like broken right here. Like, I don't know what this bone is called. And then you just start breaking it more and more. That's not what you would do to your body, right? So why do we do it as a body in Christ? Why do we do that? And we kind of like, sometimes we even praise each other for sin, right? Like, hey, bro, I was with this girl. Like, oh, for real, man? Dang, good job. That's not right. Hey, bro, I got high last time. Dang, it's been a while since I got high, man. Next time you go, you should take, no, that's not, that's not what we should be doing. Hey, bro, no, I got drunk last night. And it was a party. It, was, it got crunk. We got turned. I don't know what you guys say. No, no. Right? And that's, that's not what God calls us to be. He says to help each other out. You see somebody messing up? Hey, man, it's time to get back in the right path. Um, I, I didn't even say the theme, right? But the theme <laughs> was turning holy to God. Not holy like H-O-L-Y, like holy, like being holy, but holy as in whole, as in my whole life. Holy as in W-H-O-L-L-Y, right? That's how you spell it. Holy. As me, in my entire, in my entireness, my being, my soul, my mind, my spirit, they're all to God. My body as well, right? Everything that I want, everything that I need, everything that I desire, I'm going to put it in God's hands, right? And whenever we can do that, it's not something easy to do. It's not something easy to, to trust in God and trust that God is good at all times, right? We doubt God every single day. Because if we didn't doubt God, we wouldn't feel... Right, if, we, if we completely trusted in God, if we completely loved God, like we should, we wouldn't have worries in our life. Right? We wouldn't worry at all. Because we knew that God, God is good and God knows everything that He's doing and it's all for a reason. So we trust in God at all times, right? So we wouldn't have worry. We wouldn't have fear. We wouldn't have pain. We wouldn't have anxiety, depression. All these bad things that come into our emotional stages, right? But we have them because we don't fully trust in God. Me, myself included. You know, um, I was just talking to Alex yesterday after practice, and I was like, dude, because um, we were talking about the whole protest and the riots and stuff like that. I'm like, dude, there's times where I don't feel safe. You know, like I go to like, work or something. I'm like, eh. you know, like, look around, take extra precautions, like outside, and you hear noises and stuff like that. And that's because I'm not trusting in God. That's why I feel like that. Because at that moment, I'm not trusting God completely. I'm not putting my complete trust in God. Right? And... day and it's like um, I forgot who it was exactly in the Bible but they said God um, help my um, like, my lacking of faith right 
Give me more faith. Because at times, those, those, like whenever we turn holy to God, we can trust in Him no matter what. We can trust that He knows what's best. We can trust that He's good. We can trust that He's all-knowing, almighty, all-powerful, right? So we don't have to fear for the things that are to come. Right? We should be living every day at a time. One day at a time. Because that's the day that God has given us now. We don't know what tomorrow's to come. We could die tomorrow. But you know what? If I trust in God, God knows what He's going to take me tomorrow. If I trust in God, God knows why He's doing certain things in our life right now. Right now there's a bunch of craziness going on. And I think that's, that's more of a reason why I started like examining my life. There's coronavirus, right? I, I kind of wrote down the list. Um, in the past century, right, 100 years, the, the earth, according to the Bible, has been around for thousands of years, like 3,000 something, something like that. According to science, it's been like billions, millions of years, even more. But in the last century, we've had um, World War I, all right? The flu in 1918 that killed 40 to 50 million. World War I killed 40 million. World War II killed 81 million. Korean War, 5 million. Stalin, Stalin's reign in Russia, right? He killed about 20 to 40 million. Vietnam, 1.7 million. HIV, right? 37.9 million. Uh, swine flu, 94,000. 284,000, Ebola, COVID, and all these crazy things that are spurring out of nowhere, right? All these wars, all these things that we're like, why is this happening now? Why is it like this? And we kind of look to the Bible and we see how God says that he's coming for a second time, right? And then we kind of look at what shows or what signals there is of that. And we kind of look around us and we're like, whoa, those things are happening now. We kind of see that God is truly close. God is truly near. And I think that's what brought me to be like, God, what is there in my life that I need to fix to be right with you? And it kind of came out of fear, right? Because it's like, oh man, I don't want to stay. I don't want all these bad things to happen, which is not good. But it, kind of, it brought me to God. To God to I think right now is the best time for us to get right with God, start walking right with God. Because we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Not only for ourselves, but for the people around us. Right? How many people, how many friends, how many loved ones that we have that we hold dearly? Imagine them staying or going through certain things that we wouldn't want ourselves to go through. Like if we really truly care about them, love them, then we would want to show them Christ, who Christ really is. Right? And, and at times we say, oh man, I don't want to follow God because... I have to leave certain things. It's better to leave those things. Because you know what? God, um, a godly life is better than anything the world has to offer. Anything that the world has to offer. Because everything that the world has to offer is temporary. Right? Any satisfaction, any um, feeling of, I did it in the world, is temporary. What if you made it here on earth, but then you don't make it ahead? That would suck. That would be something that I would not want to feel. You, you made it. You had kids. You had a family. You know, you, you, you got money. But all of it went down. Didn't go to where you wanted to be for eternity, right? Our life on this earth is merely a fraction of what the time that we're going to be living. Right? Our time on this earth is so minimal compared to eternity. So... For me, I think it's better to make sacrifices. Even though with these sacrifices, there's something that God has better for me, right? I, I could be feeling 
um, certain things, so I take, you know, certain things to feel better, drugs or alcohol, whatever, and I could sacrifice a, that thing for alcohol for God, and then when I'm in God, I kind of realize, hey man, I'm not feeling this anymore. I'm not feeling this depression, this anxiety anymore. I'm feeling God's love. You know, when I come, come down and I start, you know, I'm not saying you're not, never going to feel that stuff, but whenever you do, you, you know that God is always there with you. And whenever we can start really trusting God, we know that He's never going to leave us. Right? Even though sometimes we stray away, we fail, we, we mess up, we sin, He's still there with His arms open wide. But yet we sin. A lot of times we sin, right? And what do we do? We're kind of like little kids whenever they do something. What does Shoshana do whenever she makes like a little like mess up or something like that? Like, oh, my bad. Does she ever like hide from y'all? Like, oh. <laughs> but there's a lot of kids. I remember me as a little kid, or like my, my siblings, we used to do something like make a hole in the wall or something. And we hide it, right? We hide it, try not to get our parents to find out because we're not going to get away. If I sinned against you, I'm sorry, I'm going to hide it. Like, we don't go up to God and be like, look, God, I did this. Because guess what? Let me tell you all this. When we sin, God knows it. He already knows it. He already saw it. So whenever you hide it, you're just hiding it from yourself. You're kidding yourself. Because God already knows what you, you've done. God already knows what has happened. So whenever, what God wants us to do is not to hold it in, to, to hide it, to conceal it, and be like, oh God, you didn't see that, right? Like, okay, cool. Let me just keep it here. I'll tell you later, it's just right now, it's not the time. Right? So what God wants us to do is to come before Him and be like, look God, I messed up. I, I, I did this, and I did you wrong, and I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I don't want to do it again. I want to follow you. So everything that we do in life, as Christians, we should try to walk a life that's pleasing to God, right? A life that, that makes God proud of us. That, that's something that God wants us to do. You know, when we mess up, to, to come and go before God and look, God, I done did this. And to try to stay away from the, the wickedness of this world, right? To giving in to our desires of our heart. To try to stop that because and like catch ourselves doing it whenever you start catching yourself you start kind of being like hey you know what this is, I, don't, I don't need to be doing this I need to stop doing this and when you're aware that's whenever you start being aware of your sin and you start not feeling so good about it you don't start to to diminish the amount of times you do certain things right so just this is just me God's word giving us you know sucking to us to not live life like the world to live life for God, right? To follow God, to go in holy towards God, turning holy towards Him. Not to, not to just be partially in, not to just be like, God, you can have this, but this I'm keeping. But to turn holy towards Him, right? So if you can get on our feet, let's pray. And let's thank God for the time that He given us, for His word that He's given to us. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you for your word because you speak to us, Father, because your, your word comes in time, letting us know that the things that we're doing, Father, sinning against you, it's not okay, Father, and that you called us to live a Christian life, Father, a life following you, Father, being imitators of you, 
Lord, I ask that you help us, give us the strength to resist temptation, to resist sin, and that we can be brave and courageous to follow you at all times, Father. No matter what we may be going through, no matter what the world may be going through, that we can always turn to you, Father, and follow you at all times. Lord, we thank you for this time, and we worship you in praise.